coffee all the time. Where do you like to eat? What's your favorite food? What's the best thing you've ever eaten? That's why we're here now. Not only to tell you what we love to eat, but where you can go get it. I like to cook all the time, and I never love it more than for the holidays. Of all the things I cook during the holidays, this is the one thing that is a must in our house. I have to get a little bit over the top for the holidays. You're breaking out the goods, family's coming, and it's gotta be on. I don't cook them unless it's Christmas. It is so divine, really special. The best thing I've ever made during the holidays. This dish is perfect for the holiday season when it's cold, it's blustering wind, it's snowing, and that's why this dish is one of the most warming, most traditional dishes that one can make at their house for the holidays. This is what I'm doing for the holidays. I'm making roasted Cornish hens with an achote recado and a chorizo cornbread stuffing. Does that not sound wonderful, spectacular, delicious? That's what it is, my friends, delicious. I love this dish because it really brings together my Mexican upbringing and my time spent in New Orleans. Because down there, they'll use andouille, which is their version of a chorizo or a very spiced sausage. So I've just taken the andouille and replaced it with chorizo in a traditional southern cornbread stuffing. It's sort of a clash of these two cultures and influences that have been so instrumental in my life. And uh, what better place to put that all for than at the family table for the holidays? It starts really simply with this achote rub or recado, which is just a puree of anato seeds, and I mix it with garlic, cumin, sour orange juice. Really works great with poultry. You know what I really like? Some achote, yay, achote. Bring it on me. It really kicks it up and gives it a lot of flavor. Very citrusy, very rustic, almost like if you roasted something in clay. Then I make my stuffing, which is simply rendered down chorizo with onions, carrots, and celery cornbread, some fresh herbs, chicken stock, stuff it inside, tie it up. Then you put it right in your oven. Next thing you know, pure Cornish hen chorizo cornbread goodness. All that meat is nice and juicy. It is so divine, really special. The chorizo is salty and spiced and the cornbread is sweet. This is certainly the best thing you've made today. It just is what the holidays for me are all about. I love the fact that everybody at the holidays is so focused around food because that's what I love. For me, it's my time. I am definitely one of those people that goes all out. Of all the things I cook during the holidays, the one thing that is a must in our house is our Christmas Eve crab bonatelli. Dungeness crab, whole roasted, and it's fantastic. I learned to make this years ago when I was working in different restaurants, especially in Italian restaurants, because it's a very Italian idea to have fish for Christmas Eve. A couple spoons of butter. And I also like to add in just a little olive oil as well. I want to get it nice and brown. I can smell it so good. And then I'm going to add in my garlic. Halfway through, when the garlic's almost toasted, I add in my pieces of crab. Now I'm going to add in my herbs, Mediterranean herbs, you know, basil, oregano, uh, things like that. Lots of lemon. Our kids love the crab. Go get dressed for Christmas dinner. Toss, 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 and it's ready to go. Serve it on a big platter, put it right in the middle of the table with some big loaves of French bread, a nice salad, and great white wine. My kids always go for like the big claws or the big thighs, you know, with all the meat is. It's just fun eating it, because that's the fun part, is cracking the crab and getting that big chunk of meat out. And that's what I'm talking about. That is awesome. 
Mmm, and it's so good that we keep doing it every year. That's crap. Such a great deal. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You gotta make the kitchen the center of the action for the holidays. And the best way is to throw something like this right in the hot oven. People will leave their cups of eggnog and that Christmas tree and whatever else is going on in the other room behind to come in and find out what is filling the house with such a great smell. There's always a centerpiece to a holiday meal on which everything else hangs. That sort of driving force of the meal for me is a prime rib. Wow. Juicy, watching it drip, listening it to bubble and spit and hiss in the oven. Mm. You know, I've worked in the same restaurant for almost eight years, and my kitchen staff is like my second family to me. And I like to have a holiday dinner with them. I know how to get to their hearts. I have to get a little bit over the top. You ready to eat? And I see no bigger, better way to do that than to just get an insanely big piece of prime rib. What you might call a standing rib roast. Come on, just take a look at that. And I'm just gonna put this whole piece right in here to develop a great crust, really brown that fat. Now, I'm gonna put something on top of it. I take all these peppercorns, garlic, then I mix it all together with the mustards and just kind of paint it right on the meat. To give a little extra crust and a little burst of flavor and then pop it in the oven and let it roast nice and easy at a very low temperature, slow and low. I take it out rare, let it rest, Look at this bad boy. And let all those wonderful juices auto-baste inside of the meat and leave it super juicy. And to go with that, uh, a Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire pudding is not pudding in the traditional sense. It's more like a batter that you pour into a hot mold and you bake in the oven. And it winds up kind of like a bready pancake. Put it on the plate first and then just kind of pop that chop right on top. Look at this spread for you guys. Glass of red wine, holiday smiles. Cheers. You get that wonderful taste of the meat, the wonderful doughy quality of the Yorkshire pudding, and then this kind of spicy bite from the peppercorns. The perfect signature holiday dish. I don't think I've had a Christmas without Doughboys. Ever since I was a little boy, my mother used to make them, my grandmother used to make them, my father used to make them. Perfect. I don't feel that Christmas is Christmas without it. Doughboys is just really beautiful fried dough dipped in either maple syrup, sugar, or jam. There's no other way I want to have Christmas morning other than Doughboy's Easton's breakfast sausage with my family. Perfect Christmas breakfast. Perfect! It's a snowball. Christmas morning is always a morning of chaos. And being able to have something as simple as these Doughboy's makes it a real joy every year. I look forward to it. I don't cook them unless it's Christmas. I make the dough the night before. We're gonna add whole wheat flour, AP flour, rye flour, and salt. Evenly mix that. Then we're gonna add olive oil, water, and our yeast sponge. See the dough starting to come together? Cover it and let it rise in the refrigerator. Oh. Next morning, you stretch it. Grab some. My son loves them. Uh, there you go. And you fry. It puffs up, golden brown. Flip it over, does the same thing. It's starting to smell like Christmas morning. And we always served it with breakfast sausage. Are you happy? Here's Doughboys, dude. Doughboys are about picking them up with your hands, dipping them in your powdered sugar, your brown sugar. I'm dipping them always in maple syrup. There's something to be said for, you know, continuing on a tradition. It's perfect. I can close my eyes and taste it and really just be right back as a child again, waiting to open presents that night and the next day with those pajamas with the feet on the... <laughs> I think my pajamas were red with the feet on them, if I remember correctly. 
You know, the one thing that I think I make best around the holiday season is spaghetti with seafood and a little bit of breadcrumbs on it. That sense of nostalgia is always there on every plate. This is something that's very personal. This is a tradition passed down from my aunts and grandmother and my mother and my family. It's the most simple dish in the world ultimately, but it really requires a lot of nurturing because you really have to stand over and cook it. I take olive oil, garlic, crushed red pepper. I'll heat that up and I'll add the clams and mussels to that. When that's done, I'll take all the clams and mussels out of the shell and then I'll strain that liquid. This is like the most flavorful component of this dish. And I'll reserve that on the side. I'm gonna cook the pasta about three quarters of the way. And then we're gonna add that pasta directly to this clam and mussel liquid. I'll toss it and do that thing that chefs do and kind of flip it around. Then we're gonna add the rest of the seafood. So we have the clams and mussels, the squid we just added, a few shrimp we're gonna throw inside here. A touch of basil, a little bit of parsley, the beautiful sea urchin we're gonna add at the very last moment as well. The breadcrumbs that I put on top have herbs inside of them, so there's a little flecks of green throughout. This is the holidays for me. This is the way I grew up. I am what you call a cafone. I grab a piece of bread and a fork, and I just dig in. That first bite is the texture of the spaghetti. It's juicy. All those fish flavors and a little bit of tomato just adds that little pop of sweetness. There's nothing better than this. I, I, I don't even have words for it. It's so good. It's not quite my aunt's, but it's really good. I'm, I'm proud of what I have here. I just need some family with me, and then I'll be perfect. <laughs> That's the most important thing. Good stuff. Yeah, Santa? Yeah, it's me. Yes, Red Sox World Series, got it. Yep. No, butter tarts. Millions and millions of butter tarts for everyone across the land. All right, cool. Thanks, Santa. Cheers. Christmas is one of the best holidays in the world. You're breaking out the goods. Family's coming, and it's got to be on. So when I think of the best thing I ever made for the holidays, it's these butter tarts. They are just incredible. People fight over them. You're talking miniature pie crust that's filled with ooey, gooey butter, raisins, brown sugar. Have a nice day. Bada bing, bada boom, baby. Check it out. They're going to knock your socks off. I grew up outside of Boston, Mass, and we go to my grandmother's house at Christmas. She lives right outside of Montreal, Quebec, and my grandfather, you know, the first thing he'd say to my mom when we showed up at the house is, did you make the butter tarts? It's old. You can barely read it anymore. And my mom would kill me if I tried to put a little twist on it. First thing I'm going to do is make this amazing pie crust and fill it into these little muffin pans. They got that homemade rustic look to them. Next thing you want to do is grab a little saute pan, melt down about two ounces of butter, a cup of brown sugar, take about two cups of raisins out of that warm water that they've been steeping in, throw it in, and hit it with vanilla. Those raisins are looking dead sexy right there. And right at the last second, you fold in a whole egg. And then you just scoop the raisin mixture in till it fills up. You want to pop these things in a 325 degree oven. When they get this caramel sugar on the outside of it, you pull them out and that's all it is. And everyone's going to taste it and go, what is that? Mm. <laughs> that is divine. Melt in your mouth. I'm talking just straight holiday goodness. Flavor is very sweet with a nice, rich, flaky pastry. It has some great ooey gooeyness to it. No one's not going to like this. If you think you've made enough, you better make more because they're going to be the holiday hit. Happy holidays. Butter's great. It's fantastic for Christmas. But let us not forget about the miracle of Hanukkah. Christmas has butter. Hanukkah has oil.
And that's what latkes are all about. Fried in the oil that created the miracle of Hanukkah. When it's Hanukkah time, it's about latkes. One that I really love to make the most are my beaten carrot latkes. Unique, delicious Hanukkah. I always have memories of my grandmother cooking potato latkes. Simply put, onions, potatoes, oil, fried. Beaten carrot latkes are a play on your typical potato latke. A little oil, salt. The first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna roast the beets. Make ourselves a wee little package. Then this whole thing into the oven. Step two, I grate all the vegetables. Grate a little bit of potato, grate the onions, grate the carrots, and grate the cooked beets. <laughs> ah, it got me! It didn't actually get me. Afterwards, you kind of mix them all together. It's like a Technicolor dream coat. Squeeze all of that liquid out. Add a little bit of egg, add a little bit of flour, form it into the shapes that you like. Boom, right into a hot skillet of oil. Put them on a paper towel, you salt them, and somebody's eating. It's all really good. It's amazing any of them even make it to the plate. When I take a bite, the first thing you get is that crunch and that saltiness from the outside. You get that kind of residual sweetness from the beets and the carrots. Amazing. And you just kind of have this like textural and flavorful explosion. Oh, it's everything that you want in Hanukkah food and more. Happy Hanukkah, baby. Happy Hanukkah. I like to try new things with food, and I like to do something that you don't get every day. You know, I think pork chops are a pretty ordinary thing to cook, but rack of pork is a really special thing to serve for the holidays. It's also an opportunity for you to stand there and, and let people tell you how great you are. Look what I made you. Aren't I great? One way to get an elegant holiday entree is a rack of pork. It's basically a, a pork loin roast where the ribs have been left in, so you can then carve them into chops. Really delicious, and I think this rack of pork dish is a perfect dish for, for Christmas time, for Thanksgiving, for not so good for Yom Kippur, not so much. The key to making a really great pork roast is getting good pork. I like to get my pork from a place called Flying Pig's Farm. The pork has some juiciness to it. It's just enough fat that the pork tastes like pork. I'm gonna crosshatch the skin and give that fat a place to render out. Take that a step further by brining the pork. You make a salt water solution, which you then also flavor with other things like some ginger, some herbs. I like to use thyme, a little bit of honey. And this is gonna go into my fridge for two days. The salt permeates the meat and it draws moisture into the meat and that moisture stays there. You pull it out of the salt water, you rinse it off, and then you sear that in a pan, get it nice and caramelized on the outside. Mm. Porky goodness. And I think roasts are almost always better when they're done on the bone. There's a lot of flavor in that, and you don't have to overcook your pork the way your mother did. Roast it for 20 minutes a pound at 350 to medium well perfection. Yep, we're there. Pork is often served with a, some kind of a fruit accompaniment. I like to make a compote out of apples and pears and maybe a little bit of mustard. And then, secret weapon, about an eighth of a teaspoon of cayenne. So we're gonna get a little bit of heat in this sauce. It's absolutely delicious. Let's eat. You get that nice crunchiness on the outside. That's good. You're gonna taste some of the salt, some of the honey that was in the brine. Really juicy, and it has great flavor. More than anything, it should taste like pork. It should have that rich, juicy, porky yumminess. Oh, good. This is a dish that anybody can make. It's easy to do. If you'll excuse me, I'm gonna have to eat some now. Happy holidays, folks. <laughs>